I'm going to say the big scary R word, which is recession. It's here slash it's coming slash it may get worse. And so it's a really weird time right now. And if you have a sustainable fashion brand or you work at a sustainable fashion brand, I don't want it to go out of business. I want sustainable fashion to not only survive this recession, but also thrive. And some of the biggest companies today were born and started from the recession. So do not lose hope. I'm going to be sharing my tips on how sustainable fashion brands can stay afloat during the recession in this episode. So make sure you have a notebook and pen ready and let's dive in. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. I'm going to be sharing a lot of strategies and tactics in this episode. And as you're listening, if you want my one-on-one help to ensure you not just survive, but thrive during this recession, I am accepting three more one-on-one business consulting clients for this first quarter of the year. And you can find out more information about our business consulting services, as well as book a complimentary consultation with me to see if it's a fit to work together at recloseted.com consultation. And you can also click the link in our show notes. The first thing you need to do is to make a plan if you haven't already. And this plan is really simple. All you need to do is think about how you can make more revenue. And I can do a separate detailed episode on that if that's of interest to you and you're kind of struggling and really not able to think of ideas around this. But the first thing you need to do is think of how you can make more sales and how you can bring more money into the business. The second thing is how you can cut costs and how you can really cut costs. Let me break that down. So what are some subscriptions that you still pay for, but you don't really use? Those are things that need to go ASAP. If there is anything else in your business that is just taking up overhead or taking up capital, but you don't really use it and it's not really necessary, get those out ASAP. And then if things get even more dire, what is more stuff that you can cut back on? It's really helpful to have that list ready in advance so that if something does happen, you can just easily implement it. And then the third thing in your plan needs to be short-term and long-term items. So like what can you do in the short term to drum up more sales? What can you do in the longer term to drum up more sales? What can you do in the short term to cut costs? And what can you do in the longer term to cut costs? And a lot of different ideas around that, but you want to make sure as a recap, you have a plan to make more money. You have a plan to cut costs. You have a plan to really cut costs if things get dire. And you need to think about what you're going to do in the short term and what you're going to do in the long term as well. It's really important to have a plan and I always talk about making a plan when you're in a sound and logical state and when you're not freaking out and stressed out and overwhelmed because at that point, the plan you're making is not going to be very good. So you want to make sure that you get into a good state of mind. You have whatever you need to get you into the mood, like a cup of coffee or maybe like some very chill lo-fi music in the background, whatever you need to make sure that you can make the best plan possible. And it also doesn't have to happen in one sitting. You can work on it on the weekend and just continue to chip away at it throughout the week as well. The next point is so important. You need to know your numbers. I talk about this all the time on the podcast and also with our clients, but there are four things I really want you to look into. 
The first one is how much runway do you have? Runway is essentially how many months you cannot make any money for and be okay, aka what's your nest egg? How many months does that look like? And so what you need to do in order to figure out how much runway you need is the second thing that I want you to look into, which is what your minimal monthly costs are. That means every single month, what is the amount you're spending on subscriptions, on team members or contractors, on other things so that you know every single month what the bare minimum is that you need to be making in order to cover all your costs. And then to figure out your runway, you essentially want to take that bare minimum and let's just say it's $1,000 a month that you're spending and we want to times it by six to begin with so that you know you know that you need at least $6,000 saved up so that you have six months worth of runway. But ideally, we can get it up to a place where you have a whole year of runway. So I would start by figuring out what your minimal monthly costs are and then times that by six. See if you have that and if you don't, then start to aggressively save up for that. And then once you hit the six month mark, you then want to continue to put money away so aim then for nine months and then eventually for 12 months because when you're at a place where you know that you have enough money in the bank to operate for 12 months without making a single dollar that can make things a lot less stressful and you can just operate more strategically And the chances of you not making anything for an entire year is really slim. So honestly, that shouldn't happen, knock on wood, but it's just great to have that money and that cash there so that you can, again, just perform more strategically and be less stressed out. And I would also really encourage you to do this for your personal finances as well. So the third number you really want to know is your personal minimal monthly costs. How much money do you spend on a personal level? And then how much do you actually need to pay yourself so you can get by? So that looks like your rent, your groceries, anything else that you're paying for on a monthly basis. Like really know what that is. See where you could cut down potentially as well. And if you can try to make a personal nest egg for yourself, that would be great too. So if you know what your personal minimum monthly costs are, then you can time that by six and try to get at least six months worth of personal expenses away and saved up. And ideally, again, similarly to your business, you can have 12 months saved up as well. And that can just really make you feel a lot better knowing that you can go 12 months without paying yourself and it'll be okay. So as much as possible, I would strongly encourage you to get to know your numbers, cut costs whenever possible and wherever possible and also just save aggressively right now and once you've analyzed all of that the fourth number you really want to know is just how many months can you not make money from the business and also not pay yourself and be okay so that's something that you want to continuously push and get higher and higher because that will really help your peace of mind so right now if you're realizing it's only one month for your business and one month personally and you're freaking out that's okay let's try to get that up to three months and then let's try to get it up to six months and then nine months and eventually a year but the message here is that you cannot stick your head in the sand you need to know what's going on and you also need to just save as much as possible right now And speaking of cutting costs, I did want to deep dive into this a little bit. So the first thing I mentioned already, but you want to double check all your subscriptions on a business and on a personal level. So for the business, double check all the marketing subscriptions you have, double check all the different product subscriptions you have, literally double check everything. And for every single subscription you have, seriously consider and analyze how much you use it, how much value it brings you, and if it's worth what you're paying. 
I personally keep track of all our subscriptions and everything like that in Airtable and then we have different categories. So one category is like it's an active subscription, we're using it, it's great. Another category is thinking of canceling. So if there's something I feel like we're no longer using or we're not getting that much value out of it, then I'll switch it. So then that way if we paid for a yearly subscription and it's coming up, I'll remember that, hey, like we're not really using this anymore, so maybe we want to cancel it. And then the third status is just canceled so that could be a helpful way for you to manage all your subscriptions and the key too is you want to make sure you know when you're getting charged and when you can cancel by so you want to have a place to store all that and it could be in a google spreadsheet or something like that but i really think it's important to take inventory of all your subscriptions be it monthly or annually because they really do add up and do this for all your personal subscriptions as well. So have some sort of record keeping of all the things you're doing, like your Amazon Prime account, your Netflix, your gym membership. Make a list of everything. And also, if you do a free trial for something, make sure you remember to cancel too because you just want to make sure that you're not getting unnecessarily charged for something that you're not using. So double check all your subscriptions and get that all organized. And then another way to cut costs from a business perspective is to actually take a look at everything you're doing and really focus on what's really going to drive the needle for your business. I find that a lot of times people do a lot of things in their business because they want to feel like they're being productive they want to feel like they're working and then also people get shiny object syndrome and they do a bunch of different things that don't really move the needle in their business so i would highly encourage you to try to focus this year focus on your marketing pick one platform to grow and couple it with email marketing focus on your products this year really maybe potentially work on your best selling pieces and continue to iterate them and drop everything else that's not selling really try to focus. The more you focus, the more you streamline, you save costs by not having to divert energy, resources, team members, contracts, maybe subscriptions and tech to support. Like the more you focus, the more you streamline, the more you cut costs. And also internally and also externally to your customers too, but internally for you and for your team, you know what you're working on and you know what to spend your energy on. And externally for your customers, they know what to buy and they're not overwhelmed with like a bunch of different selections. So anyways, streamline and focus your company as much as possible during these times. That's like literally a great way to help you increase sales, but also decrease costs that you wouldn't even think about. And in line with that, also streamline your processes. Are there things that you are wasting your time on or your team is wasting their time on because they don't know how to do things or everyone's doing things a certain different way and so there's not really efficiencies there? Where can you streamline processes? Where can you note things down? Where can you make things more clear? Because that will save you time, which inevitably saves you money. So definitely take a look at that. And the next point too is streamlining your team or your staff. And I will leave it up to you to decide, you know, if you need to make any personnel changes, if you need to unfortunately let go of anyone or reduce hours, like I will leave it up to you. You know your business the best and you know what would be the most helpful. But in terms of the team as well, I think it's really important if you focus on what you're doing, you really cut out the fluff and the BS, then everyone's roles and responsibilities get a lot clearer. And then everyone knows what's expected of them. No one's working on unnecessary stuff. So really 
really streamline the work. And then if you need to, you can also streamline your team if you unfortunately have to make that decision. But again, I will leave that up to you. But first and foremost, I would say streamline what everyone is doing. Make sure everyone's clear about what their role is, what their responsibilities are, what are their objectives and KPIs, give feedback, make sure everyone knows what they're doing, they're following processes, all that stuff. That's step one. That's the bare minimum. And then after that, if things are still really dire and you need to cut even more costs, then step two might be reducing people's hours, potentially, unfortunately, laying people off. So you can stagger it, but the bare minimum that you should be doing regardless is making sure that your team is as efficient as possible and everyone knows what they're doing. The next tip I have for you in terms of cost cutting is trying to figure out where you can reduce waste. This is something you're probably thinking of already because you are a conscious and environmentally friendly brand. But throughout your entire production process, can you try to really reduce the amount of waste? Can you look into the design process? Can you do all these different things? So make sure you're reducing waste as much as possible. And then also with your team too, like don't always feel like you need to start from scratch. Are there things you can leverage so you save time? Is there things you can collaborate with people on so you can save time that way too? Like really think about how you can reduce waste and unnecessary work in this case as well. And last but not least, see if you can negotiate pricing with your suppliers, especially if you've been working with them for a few years now. So go back to your mill, see if you can negotiate pricing, go back to your manufacturer, see if you can negotiate any wiggle room there, go back to just anyone and everyone you're working with and see if you can negotiate because it never hurts to ask. The worst case is someone says no. And of course, you want to ask in a respectful manner as well. You don't just want to out of the blue ask them if they can give you a better rate, but you can position it like, hey, things are really tough for us right now the recession's really hitting us hard we're doing everything we can to stay afloat and it would be really helpful if we could have a discussion around how we could potentially lower our pricing and or be creative about how we can continue to work together so something like that i think is super fair and just be open to collaboration and i wouldn't go into the discussion with specific numbers in mind per se but i would approach it in a very collaborative mindset because you know, being transparent, like a lot of those suppliers are also struggling right now. Like it's not just fashion brands are being hit hard, like every single business is being hit hard right now. So it's more going into the discussion, hoping that you can come out of it with a solution that works for both of you. And I also think that being vulnerable and transparent can really strengthen your relationship as well. And I always tell our clients, like you want to have amazing relationships with your suppliers because they are essentially like your business partners. I would definitely negotiate the pricing, see if you can work something out that works for both of you. And again, like it just never hurts to ask and have those discussions, but you want to do it in a very respectful manner. The next thing I want to talk about is funding. So in particular, how can you access urgent funding to stay afloat if needed? Because we talked about making a plan. We talked about knowing your numbers. And we also talked about how you can cut costs. But say you do all of that, but you still need funding because you're about to go under. Well, let's talk about how you can get that funding. I have five different methods I'm going to talk about with you. And also, even if you aren't in a position where you urgently need funding, I still think it's important to think about Because if you don't have that six or 12 months worth of runway saved up, this could also help you get there. 
And the first way you can get funding if you need to is through your personal savings. And this is something I want you to be careful with though, because I want you to make sure you have your 12 month nest egg ready for you personally in case something happens. But if there is some personal savings that you are comfortable investing into your business to ensure it continues to stay afloat, then I would 100% do that. But you need to make sure that you can take care of yourself first. You have some money set aside, you have your nest egg. And then also, of course, if something goes wrong, you have like an emergency fund as well. But after that, if you do have some funding to put into the business, I would 100% do that. The next thing is you could potentially do some work on the side as well. So you could do a contract gig, you could do freelance work. If you have design skills, as an example, like you could do some design work for another brand or help someone else. So just think about what you could do to drum up a little bit more revenue alternatively. And then you could also borrow money from loved ones, so your family and friends as well. And then the option to do a bank loan is also there as well. But I would advise against this right now because I know interest rates are quite high. But, you know, if this is the option you need to go with, that's fine. But I would definitely shop around, get the best interest rate possible. And then last but not least, you can also get funding from your customers in advance by doing a pre-sales or a crowdfunding campaign for your next collection versus having inventory ready. And right now, I would highly encourage you to do this for your collections moving forward unless you are like a very very established brand you have historical sales data like you know what to expect but if you're a relatively new brand you've been in business for let's say eight years or less then I would definitely consider this because the industry and people shopping's habits are kind of weird right now so you want to make sure that you're testing and validating everything and people actually want what you're selling before you actually go out and make it so pre-sales campaign or a crowdfunding campaign could be really helpful for you to get some funding in advance and have that production money ready. And last but not least, let's talk about mindset because mindset's equally important throughout this entire situation. So the first thing I've mentioned a little bit already in this episode is the fact that it is not just you. Everyone is having to adapt. Every business is having to rethink, rejig things. If you just take a look at all the big tech layoffs, like some of the biggest companies in the world that have never really had to do something like this, like are doing massive, massive layoffs. So it's not just you. Take solace in that. And then secondly, is instead of saying like woe is me and complaining and just thinking that the whole world is against you take this as an opportunity to grow as an entrepreneur and also as a founder that is personally how I'm looking at the situation as well because when things are tough that's when you have to get resourceful and resilient and you have to be creative and that's when you really get to fine-tune your entrepreneurial skills and true entrepreneurs in my opinion are born and the other thing too is some of the biggest companies today that everyone knows about like Airbnb and Microsoft and Apple and Slack and Uber and Square and you know a bunch of other companies they were founded in the last recession and they're still around today and so just know that there's no perfect time to be in business or start a company because the economy is cyclical we're going to probably have another recession again but then also have another boom again and then also another recession like it's very cyclical so just know that you will survive this it will be okay but the skills that you gain through surviving and hopefully not just surviving but thriving during this recession are skills that you're going to have with you forever And just know that if you can get out of this, you will be thriving when the economy inevitably bounces back. So keep that in mind. And I hope that this was helpful for you. So as a summary, make a plan if you haven't already. Get to know your numbers. That's so important. Do not just stick your head in the sand. Cut costs as much as possible right now and put a plan in place if you need to cut even more costs and what that will look like. 
Also, make sure you have a plan in place to get enough funding. That is really important because we want to make sure you have access to capital to really help keep your brand afloat. And last but not least, approach this with a really strong mindset. Know that it is not just you and your brand. We talked about that. You're going to come out of this so much stronger as an entrepreneur and just have trust and have faith in that. And as I mentioned, if you want my one-on-one help to ensure that you not only survive, but also thrive during this recession, I am accepting three more one-on-one business consulting clients for Q1. So in business consulting, what that comprises of is me taking an inventory of your entire business, and I will work with you to create a strategy to help you achieve your goals and objectives. So we're definitely going to make you revenue goals, profit goals, and also runway goals, and we will help you achieve them. And then we will also help you execute as well. So this is a very holistic look into your business. We work on your marketing, we work on your sales, we work on your finances, everything under the sun. It's almost like a business makeover. And that's why I only work with two clients a month now because I wanna make sure I can dedicate my all but also manage my time and my energy as well. So anyways, you can find out more information about the process and also book a complimentary call with me to see if it's a fit to work together at recloseted.com consultation. And you can also click the link in the show notes as well. And as always, please reach out at Recloseted on Instagram or send us an email to hello at recloseted.com if this episode is helpful to you or you have any questions. If you want me to do an episode next week on how to drum up sales during a recession, let me know as well because I feel like that would go really well with how to stay afloat because this is a very like survival mindset episode, but I think it's also important to think about how can we thrive during these times as well. So if that would be of interest to you, let me know on Instagram DMs or send us an email as well. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at Recloseted. Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on, and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.